Well, I have a microphone, and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say! A rat done bit my sister Nell with Whitey on the moon. Her face and arms began to swell and Whitey's on the moon. I can't pay no doctor bills, but Whitey's on the moon. Ten years from now, I'll be paying still while Whitey's on the moon. So let's get it started. 86, we got to do this fast. You got you to gotta plane to catch four in the morning. Well, no, I'm actually going to work at four in the morning. Oh. And then I, our call time's at six, day one of this movie. And then I get on a plane, my flight's at 10. And oh. I fly to LA and hang out and then leave. Oh, okay. So what's happening in and LA? My that you're coming... at six, oh, yeah. So what 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 happened? We're gonna go to the uh, Halloween premiere. That's right, buddy, and and I get to be your your date. I'm very excited. I'm gonna dress nice for you. I'm gonna do a, a ballroom entrance for you. Huh? Not that I don't love you, but uh, not that I don't like you as a friend. But oh, uh, I let you could just leave I it at love. I wish I was having like a hot date, <laughs> but I don't. You could have left it at love. Date. That was that was you know you can love me. It's all right. Uh, you know what you don't probably love is um, your boy, uh, your boy, um, what's his name? Um, your Giants. Eli Manning. Yeah, well, I was going to say your boy Odell, but. Yeah, Eli Manning's horrible. So wait a second. It's been how many he's years like, and you're finally admitting it? Well, I mean, he's he's just terrible right now. Like, they got uh, The problem is, they have no one to go to. So, uh, he's pretty much... I mean, they're going to try to go to this rookie at some point, but I don't know what the hell's going to happen. All I know is I'm going to see them in two weeks at Giant Stadium. Um, so, that's going to be interesting. They're going to be one in six. Uh, I mean, they play Atlanta. They play Atlanta on Monday night, but in uh, Atlanta, basically their whole team is on injured reserve right now, so they might have a chance of doing something. But I don't know. They're going to be a wreck. Um, so, are you ready to say that they should have drafted Darnold? No. So you're happy? Barkley is such a beast. No, he's awesome. But you're you're basically gonna, you're going to turn into like the Lions with Barry Sanders, where you just never win, and you just have a really good running back. That's not true. Okay. They're keep, scouting the uh, Oregon quarterback right now. Keep winning money on the Jets. No. It's it it's got to be bittersweet. Dude, I've won. The Jets are my favorite right now. I know. Who's Two their... weeks in a row, I've won on the Jets. Who's their quarterback? And to be honest with you, uh, they may or may not be in my picks this week. <laughs> I'm sure that they might be. Um, what do you think? My only note is... what Going, did with, you... going with the hot. <laughs> um, what did you think uh, about... This is my only note is the Taylor Swift thing. Taylor Swift thing is. She she got political. 
What so, did she say? All right, so Taylor Swift came out. Like it was like the day after our podcast, so of last week. So I think it was Wednesday, and she came out and said, "I um I don't usually get political. You know, I'm not. I don't pick sides. But in this climate, especially, and I say she's like, especially I don't pick against women. But you know, the woman who's in Tennessee right now stands against everything that I stand for. You know." I believe in gay rights. I believe in equality. There's a lot of racial injustice, all that kind of stuff. And she tweeted that out. And the reason I bring it up and the reason I care is because 24 hours later, after that tweet, 65,000 people had signed up to vote. More than in like the entire month before that. And three days later, 240,000 people had signed up to vote. So I'm just bringing it up to re like bring back an old uh, argument of who's bigger, Taylor Swift or Beyonce. I like it. Well, who's bigger? Remember we had that argument. Yeah, I mean uh, Taylor Swift. Now I still think it's Beyonce, but that's pretty good. It's a pretty good argument that's pretty for. Good. It. Um, the only thing I was going to bring up about the Giants was there's a great article on The Ringer about it, about how bad they are. I love it. I'm not going to lie to you. Dude, it's... the fucking Ringer sucks. Okay. I fucking hate The Ringer. The, all The Ringer is is a Boston... They love fucking Boston sports, and they hate New York sports. Oh. So fuck The Ringer. They don't know what the they're talking about. Stop it. I can't even listen to Bill Simmons anymore. All he does is talk about... Well, obviously you did, because I didn't when I made my picks. And for some reason, I was like, how do you and I have all the same NBA stuff? And then I listened just, like, on my runs now to, like, the the betting podcast, and I was like, oh, because these guys have all the same things. No wonder. What do you mean? Well, they picked all the same things we picked. Oh, really? So then we might. So then we're either really onto something or we're really in trouble. Yeah, I haven't listened. To that. I'm behind on my podcast. Well, uh, obviously, since you hate everybody and since you hate all the ringer stuff. Well, yeah, I don't. I can't listen to. I'd rather listen to Howard Stern than Bill Simmons right now. Oh well, but I'd rather I, listen to Cousin Sal. Wait a second. I'd rather listen to Cousin Sal than Bill Simmons. Me too, but but Cousin Sal really hates the Giants. Well, but wait a second. Let me ask you this. And Bill Simmons just went on a rant last week about, or this on Monday, about how much he loves Saquon Barkley over Darnold. Um, but uh, all right. Well, maybe maybe now I have to watch it. Oh, you gotta listen to it because he's completely in love with Saquon Barkley. Like, he professed his love for him, and Cousin Sal said, is he your new hustle, bustle, and man muscle? And he said, oh, yeah, it's beyond that. I love that guy. Um, But, that being said, uh, I want to go back to you saying Howard Stern versus Bill Simmons. I don't think it's a contest. Of course you're going to listen to Howard Stern. No, I'm just saying, like... He's the greatest broadcaster of all time. I'm just saying, you have a lot, you engulf yourself in media. You're listen, you have a lot of podcasts, you listen to Howard Stern. I can't listen to that much stuff, so I'm like, all right, 
I'm either prioritizing Howard or I'm not, and I'm not listening to Bill Simmons or I'm listening to Bill Simmons and not listening to Howard. But you'll so you'll 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 watch a lot of bad movies or bad TV. I'm a lot more apt to give up on that stuff to listen to a podcast instead. It's interesting. I never thought about that. Um, so tonight we're going to talk about, uh, we'll go over our bets, we'll go over the NBA preseason, NBA started tonight, it looks like last I saw Celtics were putting a hurting on the Sixers. Yeah, they were. Uh, what else are we going to talk about? We're going to talk about First Man, we're going to do a review of First Man, um, and we were going to, I wanted to talk to you, since you are our Hall of Fame expert, I wanted to get your opinion on the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Should we just start there, or do you have any notes? I do not have any notes. Okay, so let's start there. The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame uh, announced their nominations, uh, and you can go on and vote for them. And uh, this year's class is you're going to be picking between Def Leppard, Devo, Janet Jackson, uh, John Preen, Kraftwerk, LL Cool G, J, MC5, Radiohead, Rage Against Machine, Roxy Music, Stevie Nicks, The Cure, Todd Rundgren, Rufus with Shaka Khan, and The Zombies. Now, if you go on, if you go on the website, you can vote for five nominees. I, I went and I've done that. Um, I was wondering, who are your five picks of that group? You went through that uh, pretty fast. Oh, so you, you didn't do the homework for the podcast. You didn't look up. Well, uh, I, all right. So I like obviously like Def Leppard. Yeah, you know, Cool J was nominated last year. Well, did make it. A couple of these people were. Radiohead was. Rage Against Machine was. So. All right, so Def Leppard, um, LL Cool J. Sorry, I'm just going through the list. I'll tell you mine. So. Um, I voted for Janet Jackson, LL Cool J, Radiohead, Rage Against the Machine, and The Cure. And my friend uh, Dave Carr called me and let, or sent me a text message and said, have you seen the nominees? He's like, I'm not saying all of our guys are going to get in, but if they do, be prepared to come to Brooklyn for that show. We're going. And I was like, all right, I'm a, it's on. Brooklyn? Isn't that in, uh, in Cleveland? It, the Hall of Fame's in Cleveland, but usually the uh, ceremony's in Brooklyn. Last year it was in Cleveland, but they said they weren't doing it there again. Because they don't get the crowd that they do. I think do. Stevie Nicks might. Well, Steve, I see, I think Stevie Steve, Nicks might make Yeah, she's a, I think she's a given. Right? Yeah. I mean, you're our, you're our expert, so I don't want to give too much of an opinion. This is your thing. But, uh, I mean, you've been to more Hall of Fame than any human. So, um, so I think she she Jeff definitely Leopard. gets in, even though Fleetwood Mac is already in. Yeah. So who'd you say next? I think The Cure. I think you're you're in for The Cure. Jeff Leopard, LL Cool J. Um, and I guess Radiohead. I hate Radiohead though, so I can't really. But they got a pretty big following, so. We'll go through it. Like Def Leppard, I think is definitely gonna get in. 
even though they're a big cheese ball band. Um, I know it's an unpopular opinion, but I like. Um, what was the album? Before, what the what's the famous album? The Pyromania. I like Pyromania better than I like uh, whatever this the one after was. Like Pyromania is the one that was. Was that what it was? It sounds right. The one with Pour Some Sugar on Me. I like the one before that better. The one with, like, Photograph. Yeah, that was pretty good. Man, uh, that concert. That was a great concert, man. They were, they were really good in concert. Well, they'll do a great job if they get nominated. You know, if they get in, like, and you have to perform, like, a three-song yeah. medley. They'll, they'll nail that. Um, I think Devo... I don't think Devo gets in. Janet Jackson, I think she's been up for it before, too. Um, you know she'll get it eventually but even if not this time I don't know who John Prine is Kraftwerk is like a that's like a DJ shit thing I don't remember I think uh, L Cool J to me is like he's like the biggest influence of solo MCs like ever uh, he gets overlooked so much on because he became this corny actor host of the Grammys guy and you know he wrote like his first couple of songs were like just straight boasting over like amazing beats and he was like the man like in the movie Crush Groove when he comes in three quarters of the way through the movie into Rick Rubin and uh, and uh, Russell Simmons office and just puts down like the box and just starts doing my radio everybody's just like holy shit this guy um so, uh, when you're just like in the movie Crush Groove, yeah, I loved Crush Groove. You didn't see Crush Groove? Oh, I've seen Crush Groove. All right, so what's the problem with me bringing up in the movie Crush Groove? I like the callback. All right, good. Uh, MC5, I don't know. Radiohead, see, I think Radiohead's the best band of its, of its time. Um, maybe maybe not for everybody, but critically, like they're the best band of their time. So I think they get in. Rage's Machine has like three albums, so it's hard. But they are like the last one of the last great rock and roll bands, you know. Um, Roxy Music, I like I like Brian Ferry, but I don't know. I don't think you put them in over the Cure. Then they're all they're the same kind of music. Stevie Nicks, I think, definitely gets in, even though most of her good stuff's with uh, Fleetwood Mac. I think Todd Rundgren gets in. It just seems like the kind of guy that gets in. I can't tell you very much about him. I just think he gets in. Uh, and then, like, a band like Rufus and Shaka Khan, those kind of bands usually, there's usually one that gets into those. Like, you know? And I don't know anything about the zombies. So that's where I come out on the uh, Hall of Fame. I'm trying to keep it short. I'm just very passionate about that, G-Bones, you know? I know. Although I, I tried to give you a uh, a uh, program to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and you basically rejected it. What do you mean I rejected it? I brought it? it all the way back. I brought it all the way back for you. And you never, you were like, like eh. And it's sitting in my. Uh, I don't remember that. Still on my coffee. I don't know if you've been. You know, you have a lot of trouble um, connecting with other guys on a on a level where you could be like, "Hey, I got this gift for you." So maybe I didn't read that that was a gift for me, and I just thought it was just something yeah, that you I had. gave it to you as a gift. 
I don't remember that. And you just were like, eh. I don't think it's sitting on my coffee table. I okay. I would love to read that book. All right. Well, tomorrow I will give you what a nice gift from last year. That's a really nice gift. Thanks, buddy. Um, And Bon Jovi. There's a whole Bon Jovi thing in there. (laughs) That's right. That's right. Um, All right. So I think that covers it, right? We're, We're pretty good. All right, let's get into First Man. Um, I, uh, you and I have not talked about this, so, and it's, uh, it's not polarizing in the sense that anybody feels too strongly about it anyway, but uh, the opinions seem to be all over the place. What's your opinion on First Man? Uh, I've been thinking about this for a couple days on an IMAX. Um, I don't know. It was an interesting uh, take to the movie. Um, I thought the tone, it was a pretty somber tone throughout the whole movie. Um, And uh, it's not really the tone I was expecting for a movie about people that did amazing things. Um, Not sure about Ryan Gosling and Chazelle's idea of portraying this character it wasn't it wasn't really um inspiring to me um but I thought Claire Foy was really good I thought the filmmaking was really good I enjoyed all the claustrophobic feelings when they were actually inside all the cockpits and stuff right uh, I saw it in IMAX and I felt so closed in I was like having anxiety at some points uh, when you just hear all the sound of things clicking good yeah you know, locking in place and yep. all that stuff you're right the sound it's is gonna amazing win. it's gonna win the best sound yeah um, but I don't know I uh, didn't think it was great I don't think uh, Ryan Gosling's best performance um, I enjoyed some scenes that we'll talk about after I get your uh, take on it but uh I don't know. I didn't come out of it thinking that it was amazing. What did you think? I came out of it thinking it was amazing. I loved it. And the reason I loved it is for all the reasons that you just said that you had a problem with it. I loved that it was very understated. That it was like... um, It didn't try to be anything it wasn't. Um, You know, like, it it didn't add drama where there wasn't where there wasn't any it wasn't like um it's it shows you know sometimes people who are heroes can just be like people they don't have to be have gone through all of the you know most amazing emotional rides to get there they can just be and i'm pretty sure that if you were to look back in history and not Hollywood and not fictionalize some of these historical figures, you'd come to realize that they were pretty, you know, boring or um, understated people rather than, you know, these wild genius uh, overachiever people. And so I kind of like that they did it that way. Um, 
I, I I geek out about space travel, like especially like history stuff like that. And I was trying to figure out why. I think it's because my dad was really into that stuff. I remember going to see the oh, right. Yeah. I love that shit. Yeah. So I remember going to see the right stuff when I was a kid. And so while I don't totally remember because I don't, I haven't seen that in forever. Uh, I know all the names of those people because my dad was so into it that I like memorized who those people were when I was younger. And um, I don't know. I, I, I agree with everything you're saying about the filmmaking. I think that guy is such a good filmmaker. He's just really, really good. Um, and you're right about the sound. I mean, the sound is incredible. Uh, but to me, it was just very real. And like, if you're going there looking for anything more than that um, you're going to be disappointed but if you could sit down and be like wow this is how they did all this I think it's pretty incredible so yeah I mean I liked the stuff they had to go through I just felt like his character or how they decided to portray that character wasn't very and I know you're saying, oh, well, if you look back in real life, you know, some of these people are boring. I'm like, well, we don't need to make a movie about that. <laughs> but it's not about him as much as it's about uh, this guy's journey to go to the moon, you know, like, and how it wound up yeah. being him. You know? Well, two of the best scenes of the movie, uh, and I won't, there's, this won't be any spoilers. Well, here we go. But, I'll uh, just go ahead. Big spoiler alert. He lands on the moon. All right. Yeah. Two of my favorite scenes in the movie. One, um, the scene where he leaves the party and uh, like goes home, and then his friend like comes to him in the backyard, and he's like, "Hey, did I ask for anyone?" Because you always have this scene in movies where like somebody's feeling some emotion, and then. He's standing alone and someone comes in the backyard and, like, they have to have this heart-to-heart conversation. But that scene where he's like, hey, did I tell, tell anyone to come talk to me? Yeah. Did I, delete, did I leave that party for you to follow me and come find me in the backyard? No, I just want to be by myself. Uh, I thought that was awesome. I agree. I love and that. Then, I'm with uh, you. That's a great call. And then my other f- favorite part, which was kind of like one of the storylines I loved about the movie is like when uh, he had to tell his kids that he was going to the moon and you know he's thinking such in a in a macro type of a mindset and then his kid just looks at him and goes so you're not going to be there for my swimming and he's like it just showed like how big of a world like kids you know kids are in and what you know the size world that adults are in it yeah, just yeah, I, a, I love that uh, that all scene those are good scenes good call those are, that's a good call um yeah um but I don't know I didn't uh, the sound in it I mean they're gonna win best sound that, that was especially like the whole finale landing on the moon like choices that they made where it just like all of a sudden like went like like silent yeah um I thought that was awesome I uh I had a screening 
of this that I signed up for that I got into with Gosling and Chazelle and Claire Foy and all them, and I canceled it. Because it was raining, and I was like, I don't want to go wait in line for like two hours to go see a movie that I'd rather go sit and like eat popcorn and watch in a big theater, you know? Like, I'm starting to realize some of these Q&As, it's like, well, what are you going to tell me about this movie that I don't... You know, I'm good. I mean, obviously, it's like the actor. If you, like, really like an actor that much, you'll go. Regardless. Sure. Um, but, uh... I don't know. I mean... I, you um, know, Claire Foy... I don't know if you saw... Um, she's got, uh... She's got some range. She's picking some interesting things. Yeah. She goes from the crown to this to girl with the dragon tattoo. And then I thought I saw her in something uh, else. There was a trailer. But I'm like, wow, this girl does like a lot of uh, wide range of things. She's she's picking some interesting projects. I don't know. Okay. Well, I like the, I like this good good call. Um, I like her. Let me tell you, I went, to, I went to see this movie at the Arclight, and they did a thing that may be my new least favorite thing. My old least favorite thing was when you're online and you see a trailer for the trailer you're about to see. Yeah. Like, I just can't even imagine who thought that that was a good idea. Stay tuned for the trailer to Star Wars now. And then <laughs> you're like, oh, yeah, well, I just could have started watching it. Um they did a thing in this movie where they did all the trailers and then Ryan Gosling, they, they showed a projection of Ryan Gosling introducing... Oh, uh, yeah, I saw that. You had that too in your theater? Yeah, where there's like, here's, here's like a sneak preview of behind the scenes or some shit. Yeah. The fuck is that? And then, but not only that, but Ryan Reynolds, or Ryan Reynolds, Ryan Gosling looked like so... Like, like he didn't give a shit. Like, he was like, this, why am I here? Why am I saying this? He's like, thanks for coming to the movie. Here, take a look at this. Yeah. And then, like, so just like, all right. So, like, I don't want to like, see how you made the movie before you, you make it. Yeah, exactly. Did you see the trailer for Glass? I did. I'm interested. Yeah, well, of course, but I'm still skeptical. It didn't take away any of my skepticism. I don't know. I think it looks awesome. I hope Although you I still want to find out why uh, Bruce Wells is in uh, in there with them. I wonder if they'll uh, if they'll let us in on it. I uh, who knows? I don't know. Are we getting old Shyamalan or new Shyamalan? We're getting new Shyamalan. He's back. But that is New Shyamalan a good Shyamalan? Yeah, I like all the recent movies. All right, so you got um, Split. What else? The Visit. That's the Hansel and Gretel one. That was pretty good. Uh, There's a terrible Fox show with Matt Dillon. It started off good and then got bad. What was the one that he did right before Split? Um, but before we get off topic, did you did you hear that they're making a Challenger movie now? No, but that makes sense. 
Who do you think's playing the... Uh... Kristen McAuliffe? Yeah. Sandra Bullock? No, Michelle Williams. Oh, are you mad about that? Not too excited about it. Oh, come on. You got to get over that because she's a pretty great actress. I wouldn't say great. Oh yeah, she's all right. She's she's a pretty great actress. If I had any idea how to spell Shalomon, I'd had this for you already. But well, it, I guess he did Wayward Pine, Split Glass, The Visit, and oh wait, he's director. Uh, Wayward Pines was the movie. Was the show? Yeah, Wayward Pines was the show. Had, had potential, but kind of went off the kind of girl. That's right. Visit the was the first one after After Earth. And last Airbender. I never saw After Earth. No, me neither. But, uh, but uh, so, yeah, I guess we had different opinions the first time. But not. I don't think there's I don't think uh, that's going to be nominated for Best Picture. You, okay. Uh, I think it gets nominated with no chance. If if there was only five nominations, it wouldn't. But it'll be like the ninth one nominated, I think. Yeah. And I don't think uh, No Way Gosling makes, you know. No. No, no. I don't think he was nearly as bad as you thought he was, but. He just didn't do anything. I mean, I don't know. I feel like you could have put anyone in that role, and they would have been fine. Like you understand that that the whole movie is based in the the whole movie is based on um, a book written about him. Um, I forget by the guy's name, but he wrote it with Armstrong's two sons, and that Armstrong's two sons were like the consultants for that whole movie. Great. So uh, I'm definitely not going to read that book because it's going to be boring as hell. (laughs) All right. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah. Let's do the uh, our NBA all, all over unders. Um, this would probably be pretty boring too because I think we agreed on so much stuff. Like, I sent you my picks and my favorites, and you liked most of my favorites. So we I wound up we wound up taking all of them. All, all of them. Um, I wish I wish we could bet the uh, rookie of the year, but they didn't have that shit. Well, it wasn't available, and you, I mean, is it really? There's like, it, there's no good money to win in that. I mean, yes, you'll get to be right if it was DeAndre Ayton, but who knows, you know? So, uh, I, I it's funny that we get to bet on we get to bet on your guys. Wait, I wanted to say we get to bet on your guys for Rookie of the Year in every sport because all your teams suck. Because all your teams suck, you get like the first pick of the draft, so we get to bet on them for rookie of the year. Ponce is Suns next year, next summer. Just watch out. All right. So, as a request by some of our audience members, we're going to cut the Suns stuff very short because nobody wants to hear about that stupid team. Their over under is twenty nine, and neither of us like the over. Yeah, you don't really like the over. Um. So, what's your uh, what's your favorite bet? Still recording, or did it stop? 
No, we're still going as far as I know. Why? Alright. Why'd you say that? My favorite bet is that... Wait, why'd you think it stopped? I don't know. I heard something. Oh. I heard a click. Okay. I heard a click. Yeah, okay. Your favorite bet is which one? I like uh, the um, Milwaukee over. Okay. So that is oh. Milwaukee over is forty eight and a half. It does not. It does not pay well, but because it's a pretty popular one, but I understand why you like it. It's not my favorite, but I like it, and we both picked it. So, uh, so um, and yeah. uh, I like. Good. All right, my Oklahoma fa- City. Yeah, I like Oklahoma. To win the division. We always like Oklahoma City. We're the worst. We're why we fall for this every time. We're big. We're big Russell Westbrook fans. You know what? It's not even so much about him. It's about the fact that Roberson's out for the year. That makes me like Oklahoma City more. Because that guy sucks. Um, yeah. I I my probably my favorite bet was I like. This Memphis under. I just can't believe anybody thinks that team is going to be good. Their two best players are the same two best, basically, same two best players the last seven or eight years, and they are always terrible. And they're just a year older. They're old guys. And doesn't doesn't Connolly get hurt all the time? Yeah, he gets hurt. Exactly. Even there? Yeah, I think it's still him and uh, Marcus Saw. So, I don't know. Um, the ones we wound up betting. We wound up betting. You're yawning? Huh? You're yawning? Yeah, I yawn. You're the Why? worst. Why? It's like 8 o'clock over there. Had a long day. Um, it's 11 o'clock here. I'm trying to wrap this shit up and you're yawning. I'm not allowed to yawn? <laughs> No, you're not allowed to yawn. Well, when we start talking sons, I speak for my uh, our audience. Um, these are the, these are the bets we wound up making. We wound up doing that Memphis under. We wound up doing the Milwaukee over. We took over with Washington. Why did we take over with Washington? They're at 46 wins. Why did we take over 46 I think wins? Just for? because. I just think because uh, the East got worse. And they pretty much kept their... Did they get rid of Cortat? Is he gone? Yes. I think he's gone, right? Yes, they have Dwight Howard at center now. Um, oh, yeah, that's right. Fuck. <laughs> Forgot they have Dwight Howard. Maybe we made a wrong turn on that one. Yeah, well, it's okay. Um, that division's not very know. good either. I think the East got worse and they got... They're all right. I, uh, Under Atlanta... I don't think wait, I don't think the East got worse. I think the East got better. I mean, I think Boston right now is better than any of the LeBron teams of the last four years. I think that um um you've got, you know, Toronto's a real threat. Philly's a real threat. Um Indianapolis Indiana Indiana, eh. Now I can see the drop off. I'm just saying it's it was always Cleveland and the rest of the terrible East. 
Now there's like three teams that could possibly come out of the East, even though I'm pretty sure we think Boston's coming out. But going to your next bet, yes, the under on Atlanta. How bad can that team be? Pretty bad. I don't even know who's on their team. Trey Young. They got rid of everybody. They got rid of everybody. Passing. Schroeder's gone. Yep. Schroeder, he, he's on Oklahoma City. They got rid of him. They got rid of uh, everybody. They they passed on Doncic so that they could take Trey Young later in the draft. And that seems to me like a terrible idea. Um, I don't know. We'll see. Was there any other? Those, so those are the four we bet. What do you mean you don't know? We'll see. You don't like Doncic, do you? We haven't even seen him play a game. Well, He's actually playing the Suns tomorrow. You well, can watch listen, you're really quick to jump on DeAndre Ayton. Yeah, the guy's a beast. Well, Luka Doncic is, is uh, okay. That guy is, is, he's like the, he's a man in a boy's shoes. Okay. 10.30 tomorrow, Eastern. On uh, ESPN, Dallas Phoenix. Well, we'll be in a we'll be in a movie theater. If you want to see, that's true. Um, but right. wait a second. So what else we got? Wait. All right, forget it. Um, what uh, what was there any other overrunners that you really liked that we didn't wind up taking? I mean, I wanted to take the over in Charlotte, but. Uh, I don't have it pulled up right now, but I just didn't. I was like, well, why do you like Charlotte so much? Uh, I don't know. I think uh, they have a decent team. You know, they could blow it up and trade away, uh, you know, what's the point guard's name? Kemba Walker. Lose my mind right now. Kemba Walker. Yeah, Walker. Because they've already been in talks. Yeah, he's already been talks of trade stuff this year. So, uh, I don't know. They have a decent team. No, they do. I, and well, that they have a decent starting line. That division's not good. Um, they were at 15-1. to 1, And then as I, I didn't, as I was listening to the Simmons podcast uh, on my run, he picked them at 15-1 to 1 to win that, and it went down to 10-1. to 1, And they were all making jokes about how they're, they're, changing the odds on like everybody's picking based on their odds so they won't put out their betting podcast until after they've already had the discussion but you wouldn't know this because you hate all of that um i'll tell you ones i really liked i really liked um i liked uh minnesota under 41 i think it's just such a disaster over there i think the jimmy butler stuff is such a mess and I just think there's no way he stays on that team. And if yeah. he does, they get destroyed. And then if he gets traded, they get like 40 cents on the dollar. So I like under Minnesota at 41. And I really liked um, Boston over 59. I just think Boston, um, I just think that they're, they know that they have to like. Have uh, home. This is this is a point they're making that podcast. They have to have home and home court throughout the playoffs if they're going to have any chance to win. Well, they're uh, they got a pretty awesome team. They really do. They really do. Another young. Let's go. 
What about the What about the Lakers at forty nine? You didn't want to go. You want to go with them? It's hard to bet against uh, LeBron, but I don't know. I'm not ready to uh, jump on the Lakers bandwagon just yet. Okay. Um, the only MVP bet we made was for uh, Kevin Durant eight to one. Now, obviously, I don't think either of us loves Durant as MVP, but I think we both love eight to one. Is that probably pretty fair to say? Yeah. Um, I mean, he's definitely going to be in the discussion. You'd think. Um, yeah, I mean. I, the other one I really liked that a lot that isn't getting a lot of play was Kyrie at eighteen to one. Um, he may get hurt like he always does, and there's a lot of guys on that team, so I totally get it. But I just kind of liked eighteen to one. You know, your favorite is LeBron at three to one, and it was Anthony Davis at four, and like Greek Freak at five to one, and I think Harden was five to one, and then they're gonna quiet like ten to one. Uh, anyone else in the MVP race? I just race? don't like that Kyrie. I just don't like that Kyrie is already like trying to like get out of there. What are you talking about? He, he already he just said he wanted to stay there for life. When did he say that? Last week. Oh, well, I didn't hear that. Well, he didn't say for life. He just well, said I, I have every like... intention of staying in Boston. All right. We'll see if that happens. Um, There's questions. So another thing uh, were some finals matchups. We wound up taking Celtics Golden State at plus one thirty five. I think that that is really the only way to make any money off of either of those teams. Yeah. So we took that. We probably went more. Than, well, we should have went more on that one, but that's fine. Uh, um, div- divisions. We took Charlotte. It wound up coming down to ten to one. Um, but uh, and we took Oklahoma City, which well, she went up to two uh, twenty-five plus two twenty-five. Um, yep. That's to win the division. You know, there's a weird thing they brought up, which was, and the next thing we took Boston, I think, to win the East, and Boston was minus one twenty. If we had picked them to win their division, they were only minus one forty. We might as well just pick that. It's like the same money. We're not smart, so... Uh, no, we're not. The odds to win the West, uh, we took Houston at 5-1, to one, even though we all know that it's going to be Golden State. Look, injury or two, 5-1 to one on Houston's worth money worth laying down. And then, uh, same thing as, as uh, NBA champs. We took Boston at plus 650 fully well, knowing Golden State most likely will win, but... Golden State's almost one to two. You almost like have to double to to win any money, so it's not worth it. Is there anything that I'm missing that you wanted to throw out there? No. Okay. Oh, you know what? I am an idiot. <laughs> no, we did. Yeah, we, we we that's that's why we're idiots because we put money on Boston to win the East and to win the championship but not to win the division and man, well, I just I don't understand like I I just look at myself sometimes and just think how did you get this far like in life like how did you make it to this age if this is this is how you anyway uh 
The last thing, I guess, is our, our other terrible gambling. <laughs> in case that wasn't enough bad gambling for you. How about a back-to-back one in threes for us last week? I know. I'm turning it around this week, though. Well, let's start so off where, with... So where are we at? What's our what's our record, sir? Um, well, I think the first week, uh, you won. The second week, I think I won. Last week, we tied. This week, we tied. So, we're each one and one. All right. Um, problem is, uh, let's go through this. So, you had the Giants plus two and a half. We all know that they just got smashed because that team sucks. Yeah. Uh, then you had the UCF Memphis over, which, you know, when you saw the score of 31-30, you'd think, oh, that must have won, but... You were forgetting that it's college and that it's a 78. It was 78. Right. Well, um, first of all, it was 31 30, like the beginning of the fourth quarter. And you're like, oh, this shit's going to go in overtime or it's going to be, uh, it's going to score more points. No, it stayed 31 um, 30. Uh, other, so then, then we get into there's three huge upsets this weekend in uh, college football. And we had all three of those teams. <laughs> Not the teams that won. We had all three of the teams that lost in those upsets. Uh, you had Georgia. The Notre, Notre Dame. Oh, Georgia. You had Georgia. That's right. I had Washington, and I had Penn State. Great job by us. Yeah. Great um, job by us. But we did uh, we did start to turn around Sunday. You had the Jets. Minus two and a half. I still can't believe that you keep banging out the Jets and winning. Um, it's a little shocking. I was actually going to pick against the Jets this week, and I decided not to because you've scared me off. So you can go ahead and count that as a win for yourself because that's pretty impressive. Um, I had an all-LA NFL, and the, the Chargers covered against Cleveland, the Rams. Did not on a because of Denver's backdoor cover in the last like thirty seconds of that game, and I wanted to smash the TV. So one and three for each of us. You're saying your turn around this week. Let's hear how you're doing it. How many college? How many pro? What are you thinking? I'm doing two and two. I'm doing two and two as well. All right. We're doing the old uh, love connection. See you in two and two. See you in two and two. <laughs> um, All right, Chuck. What do you got? Since I'm sitting in Syracuse right now, I'm going Syracuse minus nine and a half versus Carolina. Where is that game? It's in Syracuse. Yeah, I kind of like Syracuse a lot too. I, I, I'm like so afraid when we do these picks that we keep taking the same teams over and over. And I was like, I'm not going to take Syracuse, but I really like that bet. I think that's one that we're going to wind up actually throwing some cash on. So Syracuse minus nine and a half. What's your second? Another ACC game. I like Duke minus seven and a half over Virginia. And that's, I guess, at Duke, huh? It's at Duke. I don't think Virginia's very good, and Duke's uh, put up a fight in like a lot of their games. And uh, they have a couple good wins, so uh, I like Duke. You could, I, you, you could. Like, put a blindfold on me and spin me around 30 times and throw a dart, and I'd have a better chance of telling you who's going to win that game than 
by looking at it and making a logical pick. So, good luck. I am taking an ACC game as well. I'm taking a point with NC State at Clemson, 16 and a half. Now, I know Clemson... Yeah, I looked at that one for a while. Yeah. I know Clemson's like, you know, the cream of the crop, but quarterback, you know, quarterback stuff happening. Um, NC State's pretty good. 16 and a half is a lot of points. Clemson's been pushed to the brink. We just saw a bunch of upsets. I don't know. Uh, am I overcompensating and picking underdogs now? Maybe. But, but that's look, the old thing wasn't working. So we'll take NC State plus 16 and a half. My second bet, I'm taking Hawaii at home against Nevada, and I'm laying the three points. <laughs> Just because Nevada stinks, and anytime a team that stinks has to go to Hawaii, they usually lose. Um, I've watched many Hawaii games, as, as you have as well. In our lives, because of having to try to win your money back at um, 11 p.m. East Coast time um, from a really bad Saturday, and um, I'm gonna live the uh, I'm gonna live the old way and 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 pick Hawaii to to uh, to cover. Um, my my NFL bets. I guess I'll, I'm just gonna let I'll I'll do two and two and then you do. Um, yeah, I'm taking New Orleans plus two at Baltimore. Um, I have a real problem. It's hot right now. I know, and I have a real problem. When I looked at my list. It's taking a lot of road teams, and uh, I'm, I didn't want like you know I've like you know I pick like eight to ten games, and then I pick my four out of them, and and I found myself picking a lot of road teams. This was one of them, but I think New Orleans is putting it together. I think they're legit one of the five best teams in the NFL, and um, you know if if Flacco is being Flacco, then. You know, like that's the thing with Baltimore. You know, like he's either gonna throw five touchdowns, but the Saints can match that, or he's gonna throw five interceptions. I don't know. I'm hoping for the second and taking New Orleans. My last bet on back-to-back Sunday night games, I'm taking Kansas City minus six over Cincinnati. I think Cincinnati's good, but that I, game is gonna be awesome. Well, it can't be much more awesome. That game is gonna be so good. You think it's going to be better than last uh, Sunday's game? That game was pretty amazing. Last Sunday's game was freaking great. Yeah, but you know um, that's the difference between Brady and other. I'm sorry, that game's I know. Gonna be really good. Brady's just anyway. Uh, but yeah, I'm going with Kansas City minus six. Um, I almost, I almost took Atlanta, but I'm just can't. I can't. I just want to keep getting joy out of your season. So. Um. That's my second. They, uh, dude, they have a lot of their whole team's injured, and Matt Ryan sucks. Matt so, Ryan uh, is having one of the best statistical seasons ever. You realize that, right? Yeah. Well, you know what? He's great in between the twenty-yard lines, but but uh, makes terrible decisions and can't put a team away when he's got a chance to do it. He's fucking terrible. I hate him. Okay. Who's your two? Like, all this guy has to do is like. <laughs> Score, score a touchdown, and then the team won't have a chance to come back. He doesn't do it. The team always comes back. So I heard a stat. Um, I heard a stat on a podcast the other day. Mike, how, how many weeks? How many weeks has it been since Julio Jones scored a touchdown? 
He's on my fantasy team the last he's, few years, so I should know. Yeah. Uh, Take a guess. He still fucking scores a lot of points. Um, how many weeks? Yeah, since he scored a touchdown. Uh, like in NFL or calendar year? In the NFL, how many how many regular season weeks in the NFL has it been since he scored a touchdown? So it's probably he hasn't scored this year. So I would say like fourteen weeks. You're cl- eleven. It's crazy. Okay. Uh, who are your two NFL games? That's that's another reason fucking Atlanta is terrible because they can't get that guy the ball in the end zone. Um, anyway, so my two. You were saying now you love the Pats. I'm taking the Bears my plus three and a half versus the Pats this week. Bears are home. It's gonna be cold, and uh, I feel that I feel have a feeling that defense is gonna rough up Brady. Two he things. may not even make it out of this game. Two things. I didn't say I like the Pats. I didn't pick the Pats. Um, but you are betting on Mitchell Trubisky against the Patriots. I'm just saying. Yep. Mitchell Trubisky. I'm not, I'm not, I might bet it. I might bet it in real life. A money line. Well, I might have to bet you in real life. Because um, I like it. I might have to take that wager from sure, you. Sure, we can do that. All right, what's your next? And then we have to bet against the Nathan Peterman Buffalo Bills, and I'm taking the Colts at minus seven and a half versus Buffalo. You know, I I I thought about that too, but the Colts seven and a half points with the Colts is just brutal. That defense is awful. But yeah, my, my Nathan Peterman, teaser, but it's a good it's call. Like. Uh, I guess if he's going to throw like two, three pick sixes, Nathan Peterman, it's worth it. Um, if you're a fan, if you have fantasy defense uh, and you put the Colts, you're pretty happy. What? Uh, but anyway, no Jets, huh? Those are my picks. How could you not take the Jets? No, I know. That was a real disappointment. I'm not sure about this week. I'm so excited to hear you take them. I feel like Cousins is going. I think Cousins is going to have a good game this week. Yeah, I get uh, it. I get it. Um, you know, before yeah, we go, before we go, I wanted to tell you that um, I wound up watching that um, we talked about last week, and I realized that it was on sitting on my uh, DVR was that Freaks and Geeks um, documentary. Got to tell you how good that was. They really dive into like they everybody's in I gotta it. Watch that. Yeah, everybody's in it, and they really dive into some of the plot lines and stuff. It's really good, and they got a lot of good old footage. So yeah, I gotta watch that. Uh, anything else from you? All right. Good luck tomorrow, well, pal. I gotta get some. I'll see you. I'll see yeah, you. Get some sleep. I'll see you around uh, four o'clock our time. Sounds good. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>